Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight of the Golf Strong podcast. My name is Dr. Jackson Taylor down here in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Joined as always by my currently drenched in rain from Hurricane Ida colleague, Dr. Tim Ravoto. You guys underwater? Yeah, you're going to trigger me. I'm I'm just praying and hoping that we can play golf this weekend. Everywhere's closed today. I'm going to go with 30% chance. I'm going to go with yes. Guys are working hard. Turf crew's working hard. They're out there. Hey, this is the unfortunate Partrain posted the other day about on the unfortunate truth about living in the Northeast. Yep. You're, you're coming down to the end. <laughs> yep. And it's been a rough summer, dude. We Oh, we've gotten so much rain. So we're, we're hoping for a big fall golf season. Fall golf is beautiful golf. You know, yeah. it's it's yeah. pants and uh, quarter zip season. It's it's a beautiful mm-hmm. time of year. Yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah. get it all in. And then hopefully, I don't know, no snow until January. That's what we're looking for. Maybe. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Anyways, how's your week going? Lucky. We're good, man. We're good. No, no complaints down here. Good golf. Weather's been a little bit cooler. Been able to get out a couple of nights. Had some breeze, like 88 degrees, 87 degrees. Lovely. Lovely. It's just, it's the stuff. It's the stuff. Stuff of legends. Like you said, all your problems are solved. All you got to do is move here. It's true. I was talking to a lady at the gym. She just moved down there. She was like, yeah, it's the land of dreams and opportunity. Screw L.A. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> florida come city on down florida field field of dreams city of dreams beautiful beaches beautiful people great food golf all year round what's better nothing <laughs> no idea nothing. great breweries great brewery good beer everywhere shout out to southern swells which is right over next to me <sighs> everything Make a good ipa Ah, all of them. All of them. They're famous. They're their most popular ones called Karate in the Garage. Love it. They've got t-shirts with like a hop and it's got like the headband on it. Karate (laughs) Kid, but it's a hop. It's awesome. Fantastic. So so fantastic. Bring the dog over there. We're so, ah, it's great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Getting me excited here. All right. So we're mostly going to talk, talk a little golf shop today little bit of a divergence from our normal uh, strength and conditioning conversation, although we'll we'll plug it in here and there. But we mostly want to talk about some of the drama in golf right now and our opinions on it and what we think about it, a little bit about Cantlay's win this past weekend. And obviously right now the championship's going on. So we'll talk a little bit about that, talk a little bit about Kepka and Bryson, put our two cents in about that foolishness mostly everyone's response to it and how foolish that is yes and then uh whatever happens after that sounds good to me yeah it's playoff season it's fun it's gonna be a fun weekend yeah yeah i have not recently caught up on the leaderboard have you yeah we have uh can't lay up there we have Oh, man. I was just looking at it. Justin Thomas is up there. Cam Smith is up there. Fino is up there, obviously. All right. Here we go. Cantlay is 12 under. 
Uh, John Rahm's nine under. Harry English is eight. Hovland's at seven. Kevin Nas at six. Answer right. six. Cam Smith six. JT is at six. Bryson's at six. Horschel five. Kepka five. Ooh, Kepka and Bryson. Right Get there next it. to one another. Like it. DJ got up to five. He started off the day a couple over, I think, on his first couple holes, but he's bounced. Uh, Speethy's yeah. at five. Louis at five. Finau's at five. Oh, he started the day at eight, too. Okay. Wow. So he's over. A couple guys are uh, over. And dead last, Hideki Matsuyama at six over. The good thing, though, about this week, you finished dead last. You win 365000 That's not bad, Whoa. huh? What a tragedy. Not bad. Tragedy. Tragedy. So what did you think? What did you think of Cantlay this past weekend? It was, was, it was a hot, it was a hot topic. Yeah, I was really impressed. I mean, I'm not a huge Cantlay fan. I don't know why. Like, I don't really He's have a reason. Screwed me twice this year when I've picked <laughs> him. So I, to me, it's just vanilla ice cream, man. He's just like, eh, whatever, ho hum. Like physically, he's just kind of like, huh, huh. You know, and then like you know. He doesn't really yeah. have an expression on his face. He doesn't really say much. So I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like mashed potatoes. Like I'll eat it, but I mean, you could do a little, I mean, do a little, little spice butter, little chives. Yeah. You know, we could use right. Yeah. But his play was awesome. I mean, it was, uh, especially on those longer holes, the par fives, any driver hole, you could see yeah. the distance difference, like especially in the playoff oh, it was huge. on 18. Huge. I mean, it was definitely an advantage for Bryson to be hitting, you know, he was hitting from about 150 out on that 18th, 145, mm-hmm. 150, and Cantlay mm-hmm. was usually around like 180, 190. Oh, so, easy. I mean, easy. That, I don't, I don't know about you. For me, that's the difference between like a pitching wedge and a like six, six iron if it's 190, seven iron if it's 180. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a big big club difference. Yeah, yeah, that's that's massive. I was trying to think about they talked about how many feet of putts Cantlay made in the playoff. It was like. Something foolish. I want to say it was around like 50. Yeah, it was really, I think for the tournament, it was like 200. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. Like 200 something total feet of putts made. Um, But like and you said, it was just nuts. That, yeah. And that was the difference. I mean, he, he got up and down and made putts and Bryson just missed like those six footers. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. I mean, I kept looking at him like, well, like he's going to make one of these. And he did make what, one yeah. on the par three, but so did yeah. Cantlay. He was inside of him and it was yeah. just over. Yeah. And honest, I mean, a part of this is just DeChambeau. Cantlay winning it for sure, but DeChambeau just getting in his own head again. Like you had him doing the whole like eye roll thing when he was marking his ball a couple of times during the tournament and just some of the stuff he says, you're like, I don't think that makes any difference. Like you're trying to win a tournament. I'm going to mark everything if I want to mark it. I'm trying to win. Yeah. It's, it's And it's those reactions are really telling because he's like, he's always blaming something, right? Yeah. It's true. never like, oh, I hit a bad shot or, you know. Yeah. I was doing something stupid. It's always like, oh, that putt, you know, he's looking at the hole, like, why didn't it fall? Or, you know, he's, he's looking at his caddy, like, oh, we had the wrong distance. It's like, oh, dude, take some ownership. The course doesn't always screw you, man. Yeah. On a course where they finished, what, 26 under? Yeah. They, at one point, they were at like 28 or something. I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. 
Can also, we talk about how I hope it's not that way this week? Like East Lake needs to whoop these guys. I yeah, hope. and I think it will. It's tight. It's small greens. So I I think it will. I mean, I I if they're starting at 10, that's the only thing, you know. I hope yeah. maybe it's like a couple under every every day and you finish around like 18 under, 15 to 18. Right, but for the tournament though, like yeah. the like even right now, two, three, four. The best today is three under. Yeah, I mean that's ah uh, five under. I'm sorry, Billy Horschel's five under. Okay. Um, couple of fours, three fours, and a five. Um, now they've still got a couple of some of these guys still have a couple of holes left, but um, but still, I mean five under is a good day, but that's a normal day as opposed to like thirteen. Yeah, I mean sixty. It's, it is lift clean in place, but Bryson 60 is kind of like if, if guys are shooting 60, I mean, that's that's a little crazy. Foolish, foolish, foolish. But also here. So can't lay how over the four days, not including the playoffs. How how many feet of putts do you think he made? Oh, uh, shoot. I have no idea. I feel like I would butcher it. over under 300. Oh, there's no way he was over 300. There sure is, dude. He was 537 feet of putts. Did you say 537 feet? In four rounds. 500, it's an average of 134 feet per round. That's insanity. No three putts. He made two 20-footers to keep uh, holes Damn. alive coming down the stretch. I mean, that's insane. That's foolish. Yeah. Did you pull that from 537 feet? I wouldn't have, I would have never, maybe I'm just not that good about putting distance, but that's right. 537 feet and five inches. It's insane. I mean, that's a number. I mean, if you're, um, so if you have 18 holes and on every hole, you're making a 10 foot putt, that's 180 feet. Yeah. I mean, so that's, yeah. I, he's making about that. That's crazy. And he used his new Scotty Cameron Phantom X5 too. Yeah, I have a friend who has that. He loves it. I've got the X7. I'm a blade guy. I don't know. I'm a blade guy. Of course you are, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> no three putts. And a new... Talking about... This is on uh, golf.com. How he used a new alignment tactic. Oh. Interesting. Used a line on his ball, but only in very specific situations. I use it on shorter putts if they don't have very much break. Cantley said, I thought it just maybe got me a little more specific on the really straight short putts. I don't use it on very many pets, but I think it's helping a little bit on three to five footers. Hmm. Indeed, from three to five feet this week, he was a perfect 41 for 41. Look at that. I This winter, my my swing coach was like, do you, when you putt, do you use the line? I'm like, no. He's like, that's stupid. Use it. It's one less thing you have to think about. Just line it up and hit it. Oh, yeah, good idea. Sure, sure. And then you hear from somebody else that it doesn't work. work, and then you hear from somebody else that that doesn't work. And yes, whatever. Golf gods will yell at you, no matter what you do. So no, I thought I thought it was great. I, it's good to. Uh, I mean, I was rooting against Bryson, but uh, he definitely held his own. He just didn't make any putts. Like that's yeah. When you're bombing it like that, you have to hit it close to the hole. Like if you're going to be 60 yards ahead of guys, you have to stick it close and you have to make putts. Absolutely. I mean, was it the Masters where Longer was driving the ball like 
80 to 100 yards shorter, but yeah. was up by like eight or nine strokes. Yeah. Something foolish like that. I mean, his di- distance does matter. There's no, I mean, the, especially as it compares to money, we know that the further you drive the ball, those top 20 guys are the top 20 on the money earning list. So that, that distance matters, but you've got to be able to then, like you just said, put it close, make those putts, you know, because guys like Cantlay come out of left field and make 530 feet of putts. It's crazy. I mean, everyone can hit driver pretty much on the tour, right? It's just yeah. like a matter of how far yeah, and what your miss is. So then, I mean, at that point, everything's even pretty much off the tee. It's just, you know, like you said, distance matters, but I don't know. I'll take a hot putter any day. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's depends on the day, <laughs> <laughs> but now we're, it's time to pivot. Let's talk about, let's talk about Bryson because this is, this is all the hot stuff. And again, I will, from the get go here, I did not start off as a golfer. I still wouldn't call myself like this crazy avid like i'm a seven day a week golf guy like i play golf a few days a week i love it i coach people it's what i do for training i came from all the other sports football basketball baseball track all the aau teams all all that stuff and so they're obviously relative to golf they're all very different and so heckling being one of the things that's different about all those like i can remember being in high school playing like high school ball and someone's calling you like a piece of shit. You're a pansy. Nice shot, Phyllis. You know, where's your tampon? Like, just <laughs> you're like 16 years old with people screaming at you for this stuff. And you, you just have to like, yeah, whatever. Just like block it out. And like your coaches would always tell you like, hey, don't listen to that stuff. Like use it as fuel. Just like let it drive you. And golf is, let me put it like this. Professional golf is not that way. But like playing golf with your buddies. You talk shit the whole time. Oh, yeah. All of it. The whole, like, like oh, nice putt, Alice. You know, did your wife play? Like, you're making fun of people the whole time. So it's it's just so funny to me that this has become, like, a thing on the PGA Tour. Like, oh, calling him Brooksy is it's mean and it's rude and it's going to affect his mental health. And, okay. You made a comment earlier, not on here, but before, about Trevino. Like who just yeah. used to be like a giant shit talker, but when they would play like during the match, like nobody's yelling at Trevino right now for yelling at Nicholas. Yeah. And they used to hate, hate playing with each other. Right. Like Jack Nicholas would say, I don't want to get paired up with Lee because he's not going to stop talking the whole time and you can't get away from him. But they were still friendly off the course. Like, it's just like, that's, that's how he is on the, everyone's trying to win a tournament. There's a lot of, wow. especially today, there is a lot of money on the line. Oh, and yeah. I mean, that's that's sport that's competition you have to like some some of these guys have side action going during tournaments yeah yeah people are there are certain people who are notorious for that and it's like yeah these guys need competition they're athletes they're you know uh in a way like addicts to that they're like adrenaline junkies you know they get the adrenaline from standing over a putt you know a five thousand dollar putt or in some cases a five hundred thousand dollar putt yeah it's the truth so I mean, it's you're gonna not, get you're you're gonna get that stuff. I know. I know. Uh, Michael Douglas said he played with Michael Jordan, and he used to do st- stuff like that, like take his glove off while you're over the ball. Yeah. And one time he at, he asked him to stop, and Jordan was like, "If I can shoot a free throw with twenty thousand people screaming at me, you can you can hit a shot with me taking my glove off." Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I, again, I agree with that. I think as an outsider looking in, like in the golf world, like I'm reading all this stuff on golf digest and golf.com and everyone's like, this is, this is bad for the sport. And Brooks needs to come out and like tell everybody to stop because this is affecting the game. And we've got all these drunk people that are yelling and you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I guess I understand it. You want to keep it as a classy, elegant game. And that's what we want. But Again, speaking as someone who came into the sport later on, to be honest, I think it makes it fun. It yeah. gives it a little flavor. Like that's one of the things, like if you go to any big sporting event, like we go to hockey games, Tim and I are Bruins fans, like big time Boston Bruins fans and the Patriots and the Sox, but like we love the Bruins. I am screaming at the other team the whole time I'm there. I see any player, I am telling him that he sucks, he's the worst, and probably some other things that shouldn't be spoken on podcast land because I'm not Joe Rogan yet. It'll happen eventually. <laughs> but still, like you're saying all of these things to get in their heads. It's not that I don't like the guy. Like Obviously, in golf, it's different because it's quiet. Right. So when someone speaks, it's obviously louder. But like after, it'd be different if, to your point, like in the midst of Bryson shots, someone's like, Brooksy, 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 before he hits the ball. Like, yeah, that's right. stupid. But like after he's like, good shot, Brooksy. Okay. That's like a little but, poke in the ribs, you know? That's like yeah, your friend, just, like, that's like you hitting, you know, that's you topping your drive 50 yards and your buddy going, ah, that was a good play. Like, mm, didn't see that what, one. That's just what you do. Like, you just, you poke fun, but because yeah. they're professionals and because they play, like, one of the reasons that people are getting into the game of golf. It's outside. It's fun. You can go drink with your friends. And this is all just being honest. Like people don't have to like this or not like this, but that's a huge thing. Yeah. You get to go out with your buddies, drive the golf carts around, hit the ball, tell stories, shoot the breeze. And it's fun. It's what makes it fun. But a part of that is heckling each other. Like that's the whole fun. Like you just said, you top a drive 50 yards, you put it in the water. You're like, yeah, that's a good idea. I, I, <laughs> I didn't really think about that. I'm going to try that next time. Can you tell me how you did that? Was it a, with a, a slice? Slice because it was nice. It's nice. I'll take a slice of that next time. All right. <laughs> I'll see you over here. My ball's dead straight. It's fun. That's what makes it fun. And there's, a, I mean, there is etiquette to golf, right? So hmm. you like you don't say stuff in people's backswings. You don't, you know, uh, right. maybe some, maybe at certain points, like if you're having if you're on a fun day and you're just you're like you know not playing competitively, but when there's a tournament, there are rules, like there's an etiquette. Correct, and correct. as long as those are followed, I mean, after like when people are walking holes, that's on to me, that's on you as a professional athlete, professional golfer to be able to focus on what you need to do and tune out everything else, right? Tune out the people screaming at you at the free throw line. Or, you know, if you're kicking a field goal and the stadium's going crazy, the other team calls a timeout and tries to ice you. Like, that's all part of the game. That's all you, you've got to have the mental strength, the, and, and the focus ability to get yourself on the task. And it was pretty clear that Bryson's got to work on that, right? Especially like when Cantley was walking behind him. Oh, and he's literally behind, like, you cannot see him. Maybe you could maybe make an argument that he could hear the clubs rattling if the caddy was walking, but that, I don't know. It wasn't in the picture. No. But it's just like, like, dude, if you're over the ball, the guy's behind you, and what, you just know he's walking because you, you saw before you got over the ball, like, just hit your shot. That's not going to affect you. If it is affecting you, 
you've got to work on your focus. I would agree completely. But we've also, I mean, we have this age now too, where everything is like, has to be softened. Everything has to be softened. Nobody can be mentally tough. Nobody can be mentally strong. Like we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and that's not, you know, we don't want to do that. So let's not, you know, and I'm not making light of people having like mental difficulties with things, but pro sports might not be your thing. Yeah. You're in the public spotlight. Like there's no public spot. You can't get out of it. Yeah. It's not like if I'm not a good public speaker, I, I probably shouldn't go run for office locally. I'm going to have to talk about certain things. Or, yeah. You know, it's, that's just the way that it is. So I, we're not going to adjust the game based on a person who's like, oh, well, I just don't want to, I don't want to do that. Or I don't have to do this. You know, certainly you don't have to go over the top with any of it, but people are made fun of all the time, constantly. They have pressure on them all the time. Like Phil and Tiger playing together. They're going to talk some crap to one another. So if Tiger doesn't like it, do we just stop the tournament? Is Phil fired? Yeah. I, I don't mean, think so. No. They're going to just keep playing on. Yeah, exactly. I don't so. know. I, I don't buy into all of it. I think it's, I mean, yeah, they have to keep the etiquette of the game safe, but I, I, I mean. Yeah. This to me is like the, at one of the clubs I used to play at, there was always a, there was always like two guys who, if they said, if you said, did you golf this weekend? They would get mad at you. They'd be like, you don't golf. You, you play golf. You don't say like, I went and, ba- and basketballed. I went and they're like, you play basketball, you play golf. And to me, it's like, eh, it, like that, I, that just doesn't matter to me. It's the same thing with this stuff. Like if you're going to talk a little shit between shots, eh, it doesn't really like, it's just, you're, you're like nitpicking at this point, you know? Uh, well, it's trying. I mean, I get they want to keep it separate. They want golf to be this upper echelon, high-level sport where everything is prim and proper. It's the same thing with people having like the fits about wearing um, yeah, hoodies. Yeah, yeah. You know, or wearing joggers. joggers yeah, yeah. You know, all, all of those kind of things. Like that's people having fits about that because it doesn't fit the classic mentality of – of golf and all this stuff. And so uh, to me, that's kind of the same thing. Like it's adapting, it's evolving. And I told, I, you know, obviously I'm over at Sawgrass country club and I've got patients to talk about this and they've been playing golf for their whole lives. They're 80 years old, whatever. They're like, eh, it's just not good for the game that people are doing this. And I kind of was like, I was like, Hey, you're going to see times change. Like younger people aren't going to show up in a suit to the country club. Right. It's just not the way it is different fashions, different ways they do things. They're there to have some fun. Like it's just different. So instead of demonizing it, demonizing it for being different, why aren't we finding ways to assimilate that and kind of make it fun? Because that's your next group of golfers. And if you convince them that they're just not good enough or they're not of this upper class, they're going to go find something else to do, which they will happily go to. I'd rather see people playing golf and we just adapt to the way that some people want to do it. Absolutely. I mean, it's a new world. You've got now you've got a $40 million bonus for player impact uh, as far as like fan engagement and social media and that sort of thing. So if you're going to reward being in the public spotlight or engaging with fans and that sort of thing, I mean, some some of this stuff's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And that's the idea. Yeah, it's nice. I I think it's great. I think it's you because every other sport has that. 
every other sport has that aspect of player impact or it has that aspect of like getting people involved. But like you see stories all the time of people. Good examples are like Tom Brady goes to another town. Oh yeah. And someone walks up to him and's like, gives him a deflated football. Yeah. Happens all the time. Just like, okay, whatever. Like, cool. Like, I think it would be fun if people did that in golf. Like some guy comes to your city and you're just like, you know, I'm not a huge fan of this. Now, this is an important point, which I just thought of. There are no cities associated with golf. Like these guys are from different parts of the country. Like Boston, like we are Boston sports people. We love all of Boston sports, all the New England sports. Those are our thing. Like it's, that is your tribe. That's your fandom. Golf isn't really that way. Obviously this is mano y mano for the most part. So I do understand some of the like, well, you know, I'm team Brooks and I'm team Bryson or whatever, but it's, that's you picking them based on things you like about them. Not just because, you know, geographically we're from the Northeast. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting time. I think it's good. It's going to be interesting this week with, uh, I guess Steve Stricker is going to have a dinner for the Ryder cup, uh, auto qualifier. So it'll be Brooks and Bryson. Uh, It'll be Cantlay, uh, who else? Justin Thomas. And I think Morikawa. Yep. So it'll be an interesting dinner. I'd, I'd like to be a fly on the wall there. I would, I would like to do that. I would yeah. like to do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. I mean, so for me, I, I only care about them playing nice for the yeah. Ryder cup. Exactly. It's the Ryder cup. Now in this case, totally different. We're team USA. Exactly. We are team USA. End of story. And I think they, they, they will be too. If you're a professional, you should be able to put that stuff aside you know, right. and just uh, maybe you don't pair them up on, you know, best ball day and, and that sort of thing. But yeah. I mean, everyone's, everyone's trying to win at that point. Right. And right. you're both pretty good golfers. So. And at night, yeah. if you grab a cocktail and you poke some fun at one another, so be it. Right. That shouldn't be a big deal. We'll see if it is. Cause it, it seems, I mean, yeah, be. it, it just seems like Bryson's kind of the like, sensitive he's he wants to be a cool kid but he never was he was the nerdy like you know study kid and he doesn't quite know how to handle with handle the ribbing like the locker room kind of chirping and that sort of thing and i've heard from many of people that he is a super nice guy he's a great friend like just a great friend but he has very few of them i'm sure not like i've heard i've heard that he's great though you know it's yeah, but again, in the spotlight, you're gonna get some things said about you. You know, there's going to be people that come after you, especially when you, I don't know, I don't want to say act differently than everybody else, but when you start, when you bring up stuff like, "Hey, why are you walking behind me?" Hey, oh, like rolling your eyes when you pick up a two foot putt and mark it. Things like that are gonna get you attention that you might not like. Yeah, and I mean, you you said it. You're in the public spotlight, so you can't. I'm, I'm sure he's not a bad guy if you just like go mm. have dinner with him. But at the same time, if you can't, you know, if you get mad that a camera's on you because you hit a bad shot and they want to see your reaction, and you potentially will get paid, you know, a million dollars for winning this tournament, uh, yep. I think he kind of you just got to suck it up and live with the fact that they're going to get you on camera slamming a club or swearing or whatever. Something. Yeah. And 
uh, we can k- kind of talk about that a little bit too. I do not like the idea of hot mics. I don't either. Specifically being used against people for like the rest of their lives. Right. I don't either. Not, I, I'm not about that. Like people say shit all the time when they're playing, when they're yeah. doing stuff, you stub your toe, you're MFing everyone around you. Like that just happens. Like it, ha- and again, they're in the spotlight. So obviously there's a, there's something to that. Like you have to be conscious of what you're saying, but like you don't have to record it and then send it out to everybody. Yeah. No. And, and I, I'm, I support the miking up, right? Like they've talked about miking certain players up and if guys are volunteering, like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. Whatever. Yes. That's great. Putting a microphone in like in the cup. So it picks everything up or putting, you know, having all these cameras with live mics. I don't know. In the heat of the bat, like I wouldn't want a, a microphone on the basketball room, like listening to Kevin Garnett, talk shit to somebody calling, you know, telling them what their wife is like in, in bed and doing and all sorts of terrible things, you know, about their health or their mother. Or, and that's a hundred percent what people do. Like yep. if you, I, I don't care what anybody says. And if any, if any athlete says that that hasn't happened, they clearly didn't play sports. That's like a quick tell. Like I remember Absolutely. being on the bottom of football piles, everything under the sun is oh, being yeah. said about your mom, your sister, your small pecker, you name it. It's coming out at you and you can either get like pissed about it or not. Like, it's just, that's sports. Like people are, they're trying to get in your head. They're going to mess oh, with yeah. you. They're going to screw you. And the people that succeeded were mentally like, whatever. Like I took all that and I was just like, man, that guy's a prick touchdown yeah. pass. Suck it. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> like, that's just the way, that's the way it was. Yeah. So to think that it's, Again, like you, if you heard how, like Kevin Garnett, or if you heard how some of these guys talk, Tom Brady, the worshipped Tom Brady, now that he's in Tampa Bay, when he was in New England, everybody hated him. He's in Tampa Bay now. He's Jesus. He's the man. Like that dude talks all sorts of shit. Oh yeah, big time, big time. And you're lying to yourself just, if you think he's not. Oh yeah, completely, completely full of crap. That's just the way sports are. Like it's just people talking crap. You don't like it? Go underwater basket weave or something that's it do something else but yeah that's that'll be interesting to see how it how it develops and i i just hope i mean i'm i'm all for throwing people out if they're being you know disruptive and obnoxious and disrespectful but you know calling someone the wrong name is not in my book as far as disrespect or you know uh belligerence goes you know, that's just, yeah. that's, that's ha- someone having some fun and, and trying to get under your skin, which yeah, it sounds I, like works. What was the, I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> Shooter McGavin put something up the other day that was terrific. Oh, uh, I don't know if I saw it. Oh, let me see if I can find I don't it. I know if I saw it. Uh, I saw everyone taking pictures in the Shooter McGavin, in the uh, Happy Gilmore jacket this week because it's the tour championship. So they had yeah. like the, the big yellow jacket. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Okay, so, here it is. So <laughs> Michael Collins posted yelling or saying Brooksy to Bryson DeChambeau will now be considered a disrespectful, will be now be considered disrespectful from now on, can result in expulsion from a tournament. This directly from Commissioner Jay Monahan. It's become an issue of being disrespectful to the players in the game. Shooter McGavin responds, Tor getting soft. Larson took my nine iron out of my bag and bent it like a pretzel. 
what happened? The gallery and the security laughed in my face. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Do, I don't, do you follow him on like no. Twitter? Anybody who doesn't, you need to follow Shooter McGavin. Like right. one of the ones before that was uh, it said Belichick post 53 man roster. And then it says Cam Newton. And then the video below that is during Happy Gilmore when he doesn't make the hockey team. Like, you're sure I'm not on there? Like, oh, better luck next year. It's terrible. Terrible. Uh, that's good stuff. Oh, I love it. Uh, all in good fun. So who who do we got? I know they started, but who's your favorite for the weekend? I should have we should have started with that. Uh you know, I was so here's here here's here's where I was beginning. I was feeling me Justin or excuse me. Um, Jordan Spieth coming out and playing well. I just felt yeah. like he was he was going to be that guy, but I actually in my little my little group I went with English mm. because I've not picked him um, as a whole this year. Is so it Survivor way, or just you haven't picked him? I just haven't picked him. Okay, I haven't picked him, and I liked how he's been playing. And I was kind of like. Again, not doing any of this based on the majors, obviously, because we did all of that. It's when Cantley boned me was when I picked him. Yeah. But Perry English this week was just kind of the guy that I was like, yeah, you know what? I haven't picked him. He's been playing pretty, pretty solid golf. Um, and I just didn't feel like picking any of the big guys. I certainly yeah. wasn't going to pick Cantley. I'm definitely not picking Bryson or Kepka. Yeah. Um, so my thoughts were Speeth. Speeth or English uh, right now? I don't know where Speethy is right now. I don't either. He started what, like five uh, under? Yeah, I was, was going to say finished, like top 10. he finished one under on the day. All right, Harry's eight under. He finished four under on the day. What's your What's your guy? I I like Cam Smith. I mean, Cantlay having Ooh, the lead okay. is is a big advantage, but Cam Smith has yeah. been playing really well, and he's he started at like five, I think. He's also. two under today. Yeah, he's seven under right now. Yeah. So Cantlay's I, I like about it. to finish at 12, and Rom's about to finish at 10. Yeah. Rom's Rom's a good interesting pick, but yeah. he's been getting pretty angry. And I mean, angry John Rom John Rom can play good golf, but he can also play bad golf like he did last weekend. He was getting yeah. too angry. Yeah. I'm here. Let me see. What's what's our striking distance look like here? So at 12 under. Really, I don't see anybody. Well, it depends if he falls apart. That's another conversation too, though. Well, the, yeah. The, I mean, the thing is, you could have a day. I mean, guys are over par, right? Tony Finau's two over with one hole to play. So, like, Cantley has a two over day, and then someone like uh, English yeah. or Thomas has like a four under day. Yep, that's a six six uh, shot swing. That's a tie ball game, and then who knows what happens after that. That's the truth. So that, that could totally happen. I mean, pressure golf is so it's like playoff hockey, like literally anything could happen. Like you could score three goals in two minutes. You could drop four shots in two holes. We also talk about how Stuart sink is just a baller. Yeah, man. What is he? Is he 50? I don't know. Close to it. He's got to be close though, but they showed a picture of him from 20 years ago. Uh, Stuart Ernest sink. What a name. Born May 21st, 1973. SEC is the initials. Wow. Look at that. Huntsville, Alabama. College, 
College football, well, that must have that was definitely by design. Then college football country, are you kidding me? Mm. Initials SEC. He currently lives in Duluth, Georgia. So I don't know if he's a UGA guy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have, to, have ask to ask him. him. Yeah. Speaking of, while we're on the topic. For those listening, I got my Tennessee shirt on. I see that. Balls play tonight. Bowling hey. Green. Very long story as to why I'm a Tennessee fan, because as everybody has heard on here, I'm a New England diehard in every way. But as Tim can attest to, love Boston College, but that's our only college football yeah. team in the Northeast. And to be honest, I'm I'm not devoted to them in any way. I have no yeah. football camp there. Yeah, that's my it. wife went to BC, but they're not. They they were decent when they first moved to the ACC, and now it's just like Mad, uh, the Matty Ice days. The Matty Ice days. The they, Ice were, days. they were pretty solid. Yeah, that's right. I saw them beat Clemson in Clemson. They're oh. in Death Valley. Um, crazy. Matt Ryan threw like a 70-yard pass. Opposite. It was crazy. It was awesome. That sounds I cheered for them that day. I was like 10, whatever I was. But, <laughs> yeah. So it's just tough. It's gotta be tough to recruit, right? Like can you imagine, like, do you want to come to Boston Mass where it's gonna be rainy and snowy and cold for six months? Or do you want to go to Florida State or Florida or or Clemson, UCF, FAU, Clemson. Yeah. You've got so many schools down here that are all good at sports. And yep. it's, I get it. The SEC, once you've been to an SEC football game, yeah, ain't no going back. Yeah. Yeah. Just ain't no going back. So long, uh, long story short, we, uh, as happens when drinking. When libations are introduced, I was at a, I was out with my buddies in grad school and we got, this conversation came up like, Hey, like you don't have a college football team. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, we don't have anybody up North. Like I'm not going to be a Boston college fan. And I'm surrounded by Southerners here. Yeah, I've got Florida yeah. state. I've got UCF. I've got the Gators. I've got Tennessee, other buddies oh, I, from uh, Michigan fan. Dude. I went to a wedding down there once uh, for a cousin. And I remember it was on a Saturday in the fall and, we came out of the church and all of the uncles, there were like eight guys were standing around like one of those. It was, I don't know what year it was, maybe 2001. It was one of those little portable TVs. And they were just like one guy had his trunk open and they were all standing around it watching the portable TV. It was college football Saturday. You had like, you had to watch. It's religion. Yeah. Pure, pure religion. So, uh, so they were all on there. I was like, Hey, whichever one of you guys can prove to me that I should cheer for your team. I'll cheer for them just like I cheer for the Pats, Bruins, Sox, and Celtics. Like I'll be a diehard. I'll go, I'll go full on and cheer for your team if you can prove it to me. Maybe drinking and saying that weren't the right things to do, <laughs> but nonetheless, so my boy from school, who I'm still super close with, I'm gonna see him this weekend. He takes me to Neyland Stadium. We go to Tennessee, we go to Knoxville. Nobody else did this. And all my buddies listening, this is all your fault why I'm a Tennessee fan. <laughs> Took me to Knoxville. We watched them play LSU in a monsoon and uh, had the time of our lives. They had a flyover. We had like dueling pianos at the tailgate and there was like a horse trough of beer and we're going like spot to spot and people are like, hey, you want you a beer? Come get you a beer. <laughs> like the most fun of our lives. Like I had a blast. I was like, all right, I'm a Tennessee fan. And so I kept my promise and here we are. Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. That's it. There we go. Excellent. Well, what else? Anything else? 
else is going on in the world that we need to talk about? Obviously, this is a different strand of conversation. We normally talk about all of our normal stuff, but we'll get back to it eventually. That's it. The world's going crazy, but it's all right. It'll all it'll all stabilize. Oh, the world is crazy. Don't get me fired up. I don't need my blood pressure. My blood pressure was good today. I don't need it to spike <laughs> okay. through the roof anymore. Good. So how about that? Here, here, I got an idea for everybody. Be nice. Be kind. Don't be assholes to everybody. Someone disagrees with you. You know what? That's fine. The world goes around because people disagree with one another. That doesn't make them a jerk. Doesn't make them an asshole. Here's a here's a tip. First concept of conflict resolution. It's not you versus me. It's you and I versus the problem, right? It's not, oh, well, Tim, you're an asshole. Tim's a nice guy. Maybe we disagree on some things, but if Tim and I disagree about something, let's talk about the thing and not yell at each other that we're both bad people. That is the world right now is I'm mad at you because you're a bad person because you believe this and I don't. Oh, okay. Good talk. It's tough. It's tough. That's the Brooks and Bryson thing too. Neither one of them, I don't think, are bad people. They're just getting, they're just getting a little fired up in the heat of competition, you know. Yeah, and let people get fired up. It's okay to disagree about things or be like, yeah, maybe you suck at golf. Ooh, that's your best. That's your best one, huh? I suck at golf. I wish we could pull up the uh, Jeopardy Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. Did you ever see that with Alex Trebek and? Uh, Oh my gosh. Uh, the British guy or the Scottish guy. Oh, my uh, Sean Connery. Connery, Connery, Connery. Blanking on his name. The guy that does him on those SNLs is the best. I don't like SNL anymore. I feel like the show's just not as funny as it's it not used to funny. be. Yeah. They're old shows with Sean Connery talking about Trebek's mom. <laughs> Some good hilarious. stuff. Hilarious. <laughs> I might pull that up next time as like our intro. Let's do it. We'll bring it in with that. Oh, it's so, 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 so good. The joke. We'll bring it out. We'll bring it out. We'll throw a clip on the end of this. Bring it out with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can. Matter of fact, it's just, it's just, let's go a little here. Let's go a little there. So this is, uh, you know, Jeopardy Mallard. This is the best. Oh, I just need the short. Oh, here it is. Hold on. Hold on. The suspense is building. Can you hear the can you hear it playing back? Is there sound? That's the key. I don't hear anything right now. I'm not playing anything right now. Okay, good. All right. We're gonna I was gonna just edit the clip when I edit the podcast, but oh I like that. Okay, that's a that's a better idea. We can throw that in here. Because that way, if it doesn't work, I'm gonna be upset that no one heard. Yeah, we'll throw it, we'll throw it in on the end. We'll toss it on the end. Nobody will get mad at us. Uh that's just about it. People, you know how to find us. You need something, shoot us a holler. Um, Travoto, T-R-I-V-O-T-T-O dot golf on the on the Instagrams and the book faces. Jackson dot anchor forge for me on the on the Instagrams and all that. You guys need any help? Want to talk some shop? Or you disagree with the fact that golf should be this little mamby pamby sport? Shoot us a message. Let us know. Anything else? That's all I got. That's it. Tim's got to go hang out with the wifey. Time to go make dinner. Mm, Swordfish for us tonight. Excellent. Professional. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm a pro. What can I say?
Love it. I'll enjoy. All right, people. This episode will be out whenever it gets out. Anything in the meantime, let us know. Otherwise, have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll be back next week talking about strength and power and mobility and how you should stop doing things that look like the golf swing in the gym. Let's do it. Out. Peace. And finally, Sean Connery is also here. Let's move on to Double Jeopardy, where the category is not so fast, Trebek. I really thought that was going to work. Uh, you were wrong, you Montebank. I pose a conundrum to you. A riddle, if you will. I don't want to hear it. What's the difference between you and a mallet with a cold? One's a sick duck. I can't remember how it ends, but your mother's a whore. <laughs>